The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond and hello and welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 516. I'm your host, Max Scoville, and this is a show about PlayStation games. And here to talk about PlayStation games with me, I am joined by Brian Altano, Akeem Lawanson, and Ben Watts. What's up, everybody? Yo. What's going on? Greetings, true believers. True believers. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I've brought you here today for a very, very special reason. Let's just cut to the chase. Akeem, Ben, you played Spider-Man 2. You went to, you were down in, well, you both lived down in LA, so you didn't really go too far, but you got to check out some (laughs) friendly neighborhood video games. Right out the gate, I just want to know, what is the newest feeling thing about Spider-Man 2? Like what immediately jumped out at you as being like, oh, this is next-gen Spider-Man? I mean, I have mine immediately. I mean, for me, as soon as you start going through that city with your web wings, Mm -hmm. everything changes. You are lightning fast traveling around those cityscapes. And that's immediately felt like I'm playing the next gen Spider-Man. Did that, did that take away from how fun it is to swing? Cause I was kind of like, like I saw that and I was like, that looks amazing. But also is that just to get around like the you know the outer boroughs because there's aren't aren't as many tall buildings because i love swinging why would they take that from me well well no they didn't, they're not taking it away from from us we still have swinging swinging you can still fair, zip fair. zip and whip throughout the entire city <laughs> it's just that keep in mind we all know that this the city's two times bigger now uh so mm-hmm. uh, you, you need a faster way to kind of to kind of commute if you're spider-man we can't jump on the subway so right. you know they're giving us web wings and honestly so right there what we're looking at um in the video those those circles they're like they give you these these added wind bursts so you can traverse even faster throughout the city. Um, this is it's a great feeling um, to just like fly uh, throughout the, the entire city. I, I freaking love it. But for me, I would have to say uh, the combat system, it's, it's everything that, you know, we, we know from the previous two games, but they've they've built upon that. They've expanded on it. Uh, we now have this whole parrying system, which. You know, if you've played like any Souls-like game or or even like God of War, you you you've parried before. I've never in, in a game like this. I'm so used to just dodging attacks. You you're you're kind of forced to parry because there's there's certain enemies that you know they have these these uh these huge attacks that uh you can't necessarily do- you can try to dodge, but you know you're gonna you're gonna take some damage from it. So mm-hmm. uh you're and you're rewarded for properly parrying by uh building up your they, they allow it builds up your special attacks um and of course for peter uh, in this game you know he has the symbiote suit so he has 
of four special attacks that he can utilize. Of course, with Miles, uh, he has like his his venom, his venom blast, and his electrical uh, abilities. So those are those are added um, incentives for you to actually parry uh, in the game. And in order to parry, uh, the the what what they they've done is this uh, they've created like a almost like a like the spider sense for the enemies to let mm. you know to let you know okay this is this is when you should parry uh, so you can actually go in and inflict more damage on your enemies. It's the, the combat system has just been blown out in in this game, and honestly, I, I'm in love with it. Okay, so it's sort of like it's. I mean, it's 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 similar to the the perfect dodge in the earlier games, where like you'd get mm-hmm. the, yeah. the spider sense thing, and then you'd yep. jump over a bullet or whatever. Exactly. But just a little yeah. more aggressive on that front. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, for yep. sure. So you played you played a chunk of the game. It's, it sounds like it was very much the same area as like that last 15 minutes demo we got that has like the lizard and Craven and all that. Uh, was it yeah. was it that same stretch of gameplay? Pr- pretty much. Uh, so. so- yeah. It was we're we're played uh, so so we're playing um, I believe it's a couple hours into the game um, mm-hmm. and, and pretty much everything that we've seen in the trailer is what we're playing so it starts off uh, with Craven um, he he he's just here in, in New York City uh, Peter's looking for Doctor Connors he's already got the symbiote suit and uh, Craven is is he's trying he's going after uh, the lizard as well Peter's trying to save Doctor Connors um, what what I love is that. There's a reason for each and every character to exist in this game. Like Craven's after the lizard. Peter's trying to to save Doctor Connors. Of course, we have Miles who wants to save you know Peter from being overcome by by the symbiote. It's like th- there's a reason for each and every character in this game to exist at the same time. And and that's what I again another one of the things I love. This was one of the so what we're looking at right now in the demo. This was one of the final bosses that we fought was the lizard. Awesome. Um, yeah. Two that's, hour, like a, that's like a super lizard for, hours. For, for people who are, yes. who are listening. He's, yeah, he's a kaiju. He's becoming a kaiju <laughs> in this game. He's, he's slowly getting bigger and bigger, and he rampages throughout the city as well um, with Craven on his, on, you know, on his tail, as well as uh, the two spiders. Spider-man. Spiders, spiders Spider-man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you get a chance to sort of do some free roam stuff too? I definitely tried to take uh, my chances one, between the main missions to kind of explore the city. And we were kind of, we started on level 25. So they'd unlocked mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff for us. So we don't know what that beginning portion of the game is. Although there was some uh, alluding to there's something that was going to happen right at the beginning that is going to be a bit of a surprise. So can't wait to know more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I ventured out. And one of my biggest pet peeves with the first game is that all the kind of side quests eventually became just samey samey a mm-hmm. little bit grindy there wasn't that large a variety but immediately you know they've really upped their game on this one and the side quests were varied i, I mean you're still gonna you're gonna be swinging through the city and there's gonna be an alley, alleyway full of bad guys and then there's some these craven tiger-esque robot drone things that kind of appear they have to fight and there's also what, what, what would you say it came these big birds what would you well, Craven, Falcon, uh, the, things. Yeah, ro- robotic. Yeah, they're ro- robotic hawks, <laughs> I would say. I would call them robotic yeah. hawks. Drones. Hawks. Yeah. Hawks. Yeah. Or uh, drones, yes. Yeah, exactly. Robots. And there's, uh, there is a side mission where you get to use your web wings and follow them through the city. And that kind of really locks you in. That's the most I'm just flying without really having to do much effort while you're tailing one of these drone hawks, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I just recently re-platinumed the Spider-Man Remastered 
because I knew once this game comes out, what they're probably going to introduce, I'm never going back and playing that game. And that game was one of my favorite games of all time. So I wanted to make sure I get that last playthrough in and I immediately felt the difference. And it's always a challenge when you go and play the first iteration that's about to get a sequel. Am I going to get fatigue when I go and start playing this new game? And I just wanted to play more. I couldn't yeah. wait um, after I left this playthrough to just, I cannot you, wait to keep you guys. Do you guys feel like uh, I know over on Nintendo Voice Chat, our our, our rival show, um, we talked a lot when <laughs> when Tears of the Kingdom came out. We talked a lot about how it it put Breath of the Wild in a weird spot where it was like hard to go back to. Do you feel like Spider Man Two is going to do that for the first Spider Man game and and Miles? I, I feel like it'll definitely do that for the first one. Like honestly, mm. like if you if you're playing Spider Man Two, there's no honestly there's no reason to go back to to the first one. <laughs> In, in my opinion, there, there's just so much. There's so much to to chew on with with this sequel that honestly, I don't, I don't see why you would want to go back. So, so it it took me. I think on average for this demo, uh, I think on average, uh, you, you can probably play through it for about like an hour and thirty. It took me two hours to to finish the demo, just because like I mean that's just how I am with games. I I, I died a lot of times playing uh, fighting the lizard. Uh, but after you're finished with it, you can you can actually jump back into the game and you can just traverse the city and and you can do like some side missions and whatnot. Um, I also there, there's customization as well. They allowed you to actually customize. So as we all know, there's 65 different costumes uh, in in this game. Uh, I I of course had to rock the Tobey Maguire black you know symbiote suit. Um, uh, and for for Miles, I was I used the it was the or to hear my notes the 10th anniversary costume which we saw in. It was Miles Morales Spider-Man issue number 30. Um, and each of those costumes have have variants of each of themselves. So it's like ju just a different color scheme, different colorway, you know, like they're like Nike high tops. Right. Yeah. Like they're, exactly. they're, they're Jordans that I keep buying, even though they're the exact same <laughs> shoe, but they're slightly different colors. I dig, I dig that a lot because I'm like, I actually haven't been super in love with a lot of the suits we've seen, but I feel like yep. swapping out the colors on them might help go a long way for me but i'm also like i played the entire first game with the animated suit mm -hmm. and so i'm i'm just hoping yeah. i don't know if we've seen anything like that just yet but i want i want something kind of like you know kitschy and classic when it comes to spider-man for this stuff i'm hoping there's some goofy surprises in there you know like i mm -hmm. want i'm definitely you know into the i don't know the, the sam raimi throwback stuff like i i think there's something yeah. to, to to sort of to, to feel like you're really you're playing a new version of an old game in a lot of ways you know like this is yeah this is my child I, I would love to get like the the spider-man animated series like the original yeah character model in amazing. there like honestly I, I would hope they, they'd have something similar to to that as well as like what they what they did with miles morales which was the you know the spider-verse costume and and it also had those added features of like you know it was kind of jittery and whatnot kind of like you know mm -hmm. like like the animated movie i'm hoping that they obviously they're going to have something they're going to bring that into this game as well um mm -hmm. i i i just have to say overall I, I'm in love with this, and I predict, I'm going to predict it right now. We here at IGN, I say we, but it's going to be one person that's reviewing this game. <laughs> mm -hmm. I say we here, we're going to give this an IGN 9, and if we don't, if we don't give it a 9 or higher, then I invite, I have an open invitation for <laughs> the person that is reviewing this game to come uh -huh. on beyond 
and let us share words with one another and talk about whatever you're going to get. They're, Akeem, hold on, they're going to do hold that on. no matter what, Akeem. That's you're, like that's regardless of the yeah. score they give it. They're going to come on the show and talk about this. It's the biggest PlayStation yeah, they, game of the year. They, I'm just to saying, come talk about that. But also, it's, it's a I'm, weird. Bet. I'm giving it's, them an open invitation. I can't. I, can I, I just? Can I give them that? I'm just. No, but it you're, it's them. like you're you're betting that it, the sun's going to come out tomorrow morning. It's happening. Don't worry. I have an open invitation for the sun to come out. What now, you're inviting is an open it. invitation from an the audience email to from, kick your ass. From Dan Stapleton, I, just, I, wanna, I wanna call out. You played you played a demo of the, you played a vertical slice yes. of the game. Yeah. IGN yeah. is and not giving this a nine yet. They might. I don't yeah. know what they're gonna give it. But just to just I, to do a little, you know, I don't want to know that. I should preface it. Yeah, yeah. I I yeah, I, I should preface this. It was we did play a, a six week old build of the game. So I mean a lot can change sure. from from now till when it releases, um, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, the, the reviewer is going to weigh in, whatever. I mean, like, again, like I played uh, a preview of the game. So I'm just saying I'm just I'm just so in love with Spider-Man. That's it. That's why I'm saying that. And I'm speaking from <laughs> from the standpoint of like just a hardcore stan of Spider-Man. Uh -huh. No, I mean, like, I, you know, I would <laughs> See what be, I did there. I, yes, will be, I will be surprised. I'll be, I mean, I, I would be shocked if this is not a, a at the very least, a good game. Like, if the, if this is, yeah. I mean, I think, like, Insomniac yeah. knows what they're doing. They've been doing this mm -hmm. for a long time. The first two Spider-Man games are phenomenal in their own rights, and they've been, you mm -hmm. know, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was like a, a absolutely bonkers showcase of what you can do on the PS5. And this is, yeah, this is what their, their, their fourth game that they've made that is using the PS5 tech, and they've been probably working on it for a really long time. The thing that really jumped out at me, there's a, there's a great write-up, I think, uh, Taylor Lyles did like sort of a deep dive on the, the tech side of things over on IGN. Uh, and it, the, they point out that like when you're flying in the game, you are moving three times faster than you could ever move in the previous games. Like just, I think to have like that yeah. level, that like that number on there, just like you're, you're three times as fast, period. Like that's, mm -hmm. which is, mm -hmm. and like when you do like a full slingshot thing and you like, you know, catapult yourself up in the air, that sounds really fun that sounds like really like it's going to be a good time <laughs> but i do i do kind of worry about what you're talking about we're like going back to miles morales or you know the original whether it's remastered or otherwise it's going to be it's going to be an adjustment and i i, I can't yeah. help but feel like now is the sort of the time for anybody who has any i don't know like i don't think i finished the the dlc like maybe i should go mess with that now like i feel like that's a that's a, a fair warning i think a lot of people are going to replay the older games to kind of get in the get in the feel for things but if you got any unfinished spider business, this might be the time to go back and do that because I think this is going to be one of those those technical leaps that makes the other stuff sort of hard to go back to by comparison. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, even, even like, let's, let, let's talk about just Miles Morales. So, like, even you, we remember, like, you know, how we would, uh, you'd have to move stealthily across certain, certain pathways uh, in Miles Morales. Uh, mm -hmm. you, but it's, all, it's a fixed path. In this, where you can create your own paths in Spider-Man 2, which was just like a great feature. It's like, I want to go this way. I want to go that way. I don't have to jump on a certain, you know, uh, being or whatever it may be. Like, so, so like, like we're looking at right now, like that was, that's a pathway you can create on your, on your own. Um, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard adjustment if you going from Spider-Man 2 and being able to do, do what we're seeing right now, you know, creating your own right. pathways to going back to Miles mm -hmm. Morales, where there's a fixed path that you have to you have to stay on when you want to move uh, you know across uh mm -hmm. a few enemies no like so, customizing the placement of your high wires and stuff yeah. is going to change things dynamically like that's mm -hmm. really awesome um i'll say like on the on the critical consensus side which obviously i can't predict what review score we give it n nor do i really give a shit 
frankly, I'll be <laughs> honest. Like, no, no, just no disrespect to whoever reviews the thing, but I don't like, I'm not going to personally put a ton of stake in the actual number that's glued to the bottom of the thing that you should all be reading anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. The words are the They're not actually part. glued there. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They, they, they fall off all the time. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a guy that has to go in and stick them back on. Yes. Um, Syntax glue. <laughs> yeah. Here we use webbing for this review specifically. Um, no. So uh, I would, I would say like my, my take on these games is that they are very good to great games at their core and their gameplay is phenomenal. And mm-hmm. when they, they start to fall apart a little bit in the margins and the side columns and the missions on and the sort of extraneous, uh, you know, like secondary stuff that's like not necessarily um, integral to the core of the game. But when you do want to play more of it and you do want 100 percent it, uh, Traversal is so fun that it makes those things easy. But a lot of the side stuff in the first two games I wasn't particularly in love with. I felt like it was sort of like um, slapped on and a lot of it was very repetitive. So for me, like I, I, I just know in my heart, the core game here is going to be incredible. And I know traversal is going to feel amazing. And I know there's going to be that thing at the beginning of the game where it goes from cutscene to you have full, you know, uh, control of your character and you're flipping through the skylines for the first time. And it's going to be absolutely exhilarating. And then 10 hours in, I'm going to be like, Oh, I got to go fight these like little things over here, or like somebody farted above the the bay. Uh, got to swing through those farts. River. Gotta go swing. Yeah, the they farts. make you swing through the, the green farts. And, somebody's you know, got to pick up it's... those farts with their suit. <laughs> or like, there's that where's Waldo crap with the you know black cat. Like, I don't want. So th- there was a lot of that in the, in, the, in the first two games. And no, no, just Wal- back. Wait, there was a lot of Waldo in the first. Two oh games? yeah, dude, there was that entire. There was like <laughs> yeah, an entire side. Yeah, where Black Cat would be hiding somewhere and you'd have to zoom in with your little camera and be like, there you are. I found you. Where's the <laughs> wizard? Where's the where's the girl, Waldo? Where's the dog? Um, and so, like, what I'm really hoping this time around is that the, that stuff is awesome, too. Like, and not yeah, even, yeah. I just I, I just hope it's pretty good and, and better than just, just okay. Like, that's what I'm, because I know the base game is going to be fantastic. I want the side stuff to really shine, too. Then I think this will really come together as, like, the perfect package for me. Yeah, well, I mean, really uh, stand- Sorry, I was go, say, go what ahead, stood ben. out for me, that base game that you talk about, because the first game, the cinematic story of it was so strong. One of the, you know, best, you know, page to screen kind of Spider-Man stories that uh, I think we've had. This one kicks off, as, you know, Kim was saying, we're seeing Craven in, but the cinematic quality of it is so high it is such a it it feels like the atmosphere around it the sound design the the way it's directed feels like we're watching you know the highest quality animated movie in my opinion so So the fact that we get to play through that Mm -hmm. right yeah 100 percent. like and and like i said earlier like the way they they bring all the characters together like there's a reason for all these characters to be on screen at the same time i'm kind of curious to see how you know, obviously how, how Venom gets tied into all of this. We don't know, um, do we? Like how, how he gets the sticky stuff no, on him. No, not, not yet. Not yet. Which is, which honestly, it'll be a welcome surprise. Uh, what we played was great. You know, we see, we see why the lizard's there. We see, we know why Craven's there. We, we know what's up with, with Peter miles as well. Um, you know, you got to save some things for, you know, for the base game. And so honestly, right. I'm just looking forward to seeing what this guy's all about. I'm, I'm like up a venom cut by the way. I'm yeah. Listeners. I'm uh don't careful what's in there. Uh I'm super excited to see just like the set pieces and that's something like anytime yep. like any of these trailers have kind of showed every anything I've sort of looked away cuz like those were some of the most incredible and impressive parts of like the the last two games were just like you'd be in a fight on a high rise and all of a sudden it would turn into this entire thing where 
like buildings are collapsing and there's, you know, buses flying through the air on webs and stuff like that. Like that's the stuff that like, that felt like, you know, uh, Spider-Man movies to me that they completely nailed in the games. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I know that, you know, it's kind of QTE based, but whatever, like it's just, you know, they're, they're connective tissue between big fight sequences and the open world stuff. And I, I love that. I think like that's going to be really exciting to see what they do on PS5. Something I'm, I'm curious about, and I don't know, this is tricky for you guys to speak to because you played like a later chunk of the game, but there's always that issue with, you know, games where you unlock a bunch of skills and abilities where how, you either have to dump a whole bunch of new abilities on top of that, or you have to redo the whole skill tree and like relearn some things. I imagine, you know, with the symbiote suit, you kind of get out of jail, get out of jail free card for that. But like, did they have any, any sort of explanation of like, how you're how are you getting upgrades you know because if you played through spider-man you played through miles morales like you should you have like a entire you know toolbox full of abilities and superpowers and stuff that you've already unlocked and it's sort of annoying to have to re you know re-unlock that re- relearn that but is there did they, did they give a sense of like sort of how how they're rolling that out or how they're integrating that or making it just sort of feel feel fresh without having to like re you know reapply skill points Ben, did you? I didn't fool around too much with uh, with with the uh, the skill tree. Ben, did you get a chance to? Yes, yeah, so some of that? the skill tree that operated very much similar to the first game, where a lot of those side quests that you're basically collecting those tokens, do a few of these, do a few of that, mm-hmm. and then spend them on the relevant skills. They still had that um, that kind of present um, and. Uh, I, with the with the especially with the venom powers, they have a whole new way of doing it where you're like holding down R one, and then then you can spam the kind of face buttons, um, and that's unlocking different venom attacks that have their own yeah. kind of cooldown that you fight through to boost them up. So that that's kind of how they've bolstered that fighting system. Um, but yeah, I, it, it felt fresh. At least having just played the remastered, I was like, wow, I've got so much stuff to do yet. I didn't mm-hmm. feel lost. I like, didn't feel confusing. Like I'm pressing the wrong buttons now. It still felt like, like how it did. Just with now, I just have more to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, that's awesome. And I now looking at this, I really want like the uh, the animated filter on the symbiote suit. I want it's the like, uh, I, I want the the Spider Man cartoon maker for Windows ninety five. I want the sound oh effects. God, yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it just you know, J- Kingpin walks in is like boom, 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 boom. Because they did this like very hyper textured look on on the on the the skin or whatever you want to call it, the, the the alien tentacle stuff. And I don't know. A part of me just wants like a nineties animated series version of it. But it looks so cool. I guess like one thing I'm I'm confused about is like you know you have you have this like almost infinite cosmetic in, in terms of the amount of suits and and mm. combinations you can do, but then some of them do have like specific actual like functions, right? Like they, like some of them have the the big robot claws and the the symbiote suit. Like I imagine you can't just do that in like hot pink and yellow if you wanted to, I, right? No, I, no, yeah, yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. What? I, I, I believe I believe so. Yeah. Oh man. I, I will, well, the thing, well, the thing is, like, he still has the symbiote on him. Mm. Um, so, so well, at least for the portion of the game that we played, so you're you still you're still beholden to those those symbiote powers as well. So you still have access to those. Do you think the symbiote yep. gets pissed off if, like, you know, you let it come out and it's like you're in Venom mode, but then you get like a triple XL T-shirt and put it on over the symbiote? <laughs> do you think like the symbiote gets like pissed off? It's like it's like hot. <laughs> Yeah, it's like we are not. We do not. It's just like, like it's just like eats the shirt and then comes out again, and you just put on a, a larger shirt and just keep doing that. I think it, it really hates. Yeah. It hates jean shorts. I want jorts venom. Move over, shirtless Spider Man. Here comes jorts venom. So, I think so you like, should just start doing jorts <laughs> in, in real life. Period. Just bring those out. You know. 
I wear well, jorts even, when I'm doing yard stuff, you know, I get out there. <laughs> this isn't about me, though. It's about Venom. <laughs> yeah, even so, like, even right now, like, what the, the footage that we're looking at, so we, we see Peter, he's in the symbiote suit. What you can also do uh, is, so those, like, those, like, mechanical claws still come out of his back. So they, they, they can come out of the, so he still has access to those powers as well, or, or that tech, I should say um mm. so yeah i i think it honestly for the most part for, for what i experience in the in the demo is it, it's just purely cosmetic at least what i played and the, mm. the suits that i used um i didn't, they, I, uh, didn't they patch in like a transmog thing where you could like you know you could be dressed wearing one suit but you'd have the powers of another one i feel like that yeah, was you a, can pick and choose yeah yeah which is always which yeah, is once you fun. unlock the suit and that ability you can right. just apply that's, that ability yeah okay to cool. any yeah, suit yeah. That you that's wanted. good yeah that's really cool i like that they still want you like little micro XPs when you're just doing your backflips and such. Cause I, I, I did that way too long in the first game. Cause it was so much fun before realizing like, if you jump into missions, you get like millions of XP, but like just doing, <laughs> you know, flips and, and twirls in the air gives you like three or four, but I did it for like five hours just to upgrade. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta get that trick XP as much as you can. <laughs> well, and like, one thing they included uh, in the whole fight thing. Uh, now we have venom rage. Um, so you can yeah. rage out just like you would do with, you know, Kratos in, in God of War. When you go into Venom Rage, oh boy, did I feel unstoppable. You could clear that room real quick. It was pretty that amazing. Awesome. It was a great feeling. Did, I, uh, did you get a sense of like... Game, I can't recall what they called it. Oh, interesting. Did you get a sense of, of like Venom, of the being a bad boy in the, in the, the symbiote costume? Did you get a sense of like any sort of ill effects of that? Like... This is something they sort of played with in, like, I feel like Jedi Survivor. And, like, Kratos, the whole thing is, like, he's not supposed to lose his temper because he's got a kid now or whatever. But, like, you know, this is, we sort of see, you know, Peter turning to the dark side a little bit. Like, he's, Venom is, is bad news. Like, we don't, we don't want him to be, you know, trying to crush people with cars and stuff. But he's going to do that a little bit. Was there any kind of, like, morality system or, like, a feel of, like, oh, like, does he comment on it at all when he's doing messed up stuff to people? Oh, you, nope. you definitely hear, you know, he's a little bit more aggressive in his tone and a lot of the yep. moves themselves, uh, you know, it definitely takes a more brutal effect. Like he's not holding back any of those punches, although I don't know if Spider-Man necessarily was holding back in, in the first game when he was kicking people off uh, roofs or anything. But uh, yeah, there is definitely a different flow to his, to his action. It, it, it kind of incorporates, but there's no morality system that we saw, I don't think. Okay. Right? okay. Oh, not, not at all. The, the only morality system was was just Miles being like, "What's happening to Peter?" <laughs> like that, that was pretty much it. It was just Miles commenting. Did on, you on, Did you guys get to try uh, the fast travel at all? Because I tweeted out like a, a quick clip of like just going from the map to somewhere in the world and how instantaneous it is. Like we saw it in the in the showcase last week, and it's just like stunning. And a bunch of people were like, "GTA Five did it." And I was like, yeah, but like it took like 28 seconds and that was 10 years ago. This is, yes, I know vi video games have existed before other video games, but this feels like way snappier. And like, I, I don't think I've ever seen it done to this effect. So did you guys get to mess with that at all? Yeah, see, the, and, and that was, a, that was the thing. I was, I was not, un, unfortunately, at least I did not. I, there was, we weren't able to switch between the Spider-Man mm. on the fly. Uh, but there, there were certain portions of the game where it's like you're playing as Miles now, and then it switches on its, you know, it's just part of the narrative. Now you're playing as Peter, looking for Doctor Connors. Um, we, we didn't get to experience any of that, like switching between the two Spider-Man on Got the fly. It. 
I did a, I did read a really cool thing from um, uh, Paris Lilly and uh, Danny Pena who did an interview at the event and found out that like, when you're playing as one Spider-Man, you might like accidentally bump into the other Spider-Man in the world who's just out doing his thing, <laughs> fighting crime, and you could just kind of like tag in and kick some butt. Oh. I, I thought that was like right, like that's such a fun little detail. I love that. That's so much, like a but... that's a thing GTA didn't do, right? Like I feel like you couldn't, you couldn't. Yeah, like, aside from story missions, you find yeah. You mm-hmm. could go to yeah. like you could go to Michael's house as Franklin and like shoot rockets at it, and he would call you and be like, <laughs> "Knock it off, quit doing that, stop shooting my house." But like, I never tried that. <laughs> it's great. It's wonderful. But like, I, I that's that's the thing. I'm obviously like obviously it's an open world game. It owes it owes. It owes its fundamental existence to GTA on some level. Sandbox games were pioneered by GTA 3. That's not up for discussion. The, the whole, you know, zoom out and then zoom into another character thing. Yeah, that was pretty much introduced by, uh, by GTA 5. But, like, this is obviously trying to do very different things. That said, I really hope they borrow the thing where you, you jump to another character and they're in the middle of doing something weird. Like, they're just, they're in their own, like, when, you know, when you, like, yeah. you, you jump think, over to Trevor and he's eating a hot dog out of the garbage or, like, yeah, yeah. throwing up. I'm or hoping we get that. I, I feel like they're go, they're definitely going to do something like that. I mean, like, we saw, like, when, when they when they showed us uh, last last week in the state of play, we saw, like, I think it was Miles or, or Peter doing, like, sit-ups on, like, a... Yeah, like, yeah, know, yeah. He's vertically doing, on like, a building. Doing, like, horizontal crunches I hope, or whatever. I hope we get um, one where, where uh, Peter's sitting on that gargoyle and he's eating a piece of pizza upside down. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I, I read, I think it was one of the animators working on this game um was saying because somebody was like oh man i'm really gonna miss the uh the subway sequences where like somebody would fall asleep on peter's shoulder or like he'd be reading a newspaper or something like that and those those were like really sweet and really endearing um and like totally optional right like you could you could you could press the button and skip past them but they said that like in lieu of not having those this time like there'll be a lot of those like cut cut to another character and they're in, in the middle of doing something. So I hope they're just like hanging out in the rooftop, eating pizza or working out or, you know, hanging out in the comic book shop and stuff like that. Like, or, that's or kissing be really people fun. upside down. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. You could kiss, that's a big, mm-hmm. that's a big part of that character. I, I, I'm actually really excited to see how, like just this, the moment to moment of how like the New Yorkers are interacting with these characters, because like, uh, I feel like they got better and better with that over the last two games where like, people would be like, hey, it's Spider-Man. And they'd be like, can I get a picture with you? And then other people would be like, you almost killed me with a manhole cover. Well, I mean, I I made sure to walk around and you can can bump into people and some of them stop and they just stare at you. And some people are like, hey, look, it's (laughs) Spider-Man. I'm walking here. (laughs) Spider-Man took that that guy's pizza. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm I'm really excited about the stuff in the margins. And I, I think it's worth talking about the gliding stuff more like the glide the glide wings the glide suit whatever it's called but like that web wings the web wings Mm -hmm. web wings uh webdings which is a font for you on your computer right now uh, (laughs) webdings (laughs) come by my spider-man web wing uh (laughs) sign my guest book uh no uh i'm i'm curious to see like or i guess you guys could speak to this but like did you did you find yourself just kind of falling into 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 flying as much as possible or would you were you still swinging out of habit or like was it kind of a little bit of each because like I don't know. I, I, the thing that keeps coming to mind is is uh, Saints Row Four, where mm-hmm. you didn't even get in vehicles because you could run super fast and you could like jump super high. And like, if I don't know, if this kind of backburners web, you know, web slinging, web wall crawling to just fly everywhere, it's sort of. I don't know. I'm like, is that would Spider Man do that? Spider Man doesn't fly, sort of, kind of. It, yeah, it did. That's sort of how. Like, remember, like when you turned on Detective Vision in in the Batman games, and where you were just like. 
oh, why would I ever turn this off? I just had it on for like 50 hours. <laughs> I definitely think people are going to use that. Um, you know, I, I found myself using the web wings more than I was swinging around. But I mean, I was also in a, you know, demo environment. But you do lose momentum once you're in the wings. So you, uh, you are required to kind of get swinging again to kind of get that momentum back up, go back into the wings. But the, obviously the map being so much larger, it is, you know, it's a, it's a creature comfort. It is wonderful to be able to zip around so quickly. I don't know how necessarily they could have incorporated something, you know, if we got rid of the web wings to be swinging just a lot faster than we were the first game, I maybe it would have looked a little, little strange, but um, yeah, I think they've they've handled it really well. I, you know, the, the actual wind tunnels, you know, they take um, a lot from Ghost of Tsushima, where you where mm. you're like, where do I where do I need to go? And just you see the web, uh, the, I'm sorry, the wind lines kind of trailing you. But then once you're in the tunnel, they give you those, you know, the big circles. Circles. Can I'm people like, see those? I don't think I need those. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't I'm think sure. I need those. I'm it's trying to picture people. a guy trying to sleep in the city. In. Yeah, it's like two o'clock in the morning. He's like, turn the lights off. Turn off the circles. <laughs> uh, no, I, that's something that I'm actually sort of hesitant about this game. And I really hope it's an option to turn it off in the settings. But like, I feel like there's just a lot of crap. Like they're trying to avoid having too much stuff on the HUD, but there's just a lot of crap floating in the sky. Like there's just like a big ass triangle to tell you where Mysterio is or like go here. It's yeah. like, there's just like a bunch of, and it, like it, it just, it kind of starts to look like crackdown, you know? Like I'm like, okay, yeah. that's, there were, there were these good but yeah. yeah there are these weird like fractal pieces in the in the in the sky ben i don't know if you know what i'm talking about it kind of looked like you know when mm -hmm. someone's glitching out in in like into yeah. the spider verse it, I, I i don't i was like what why is this why are these things there why why is there so much crap in the sky you know i'm not complaining <laughs> well, obviously that, there's a reason for yeah. all of it but it was just like it just looked kind of cluttered to me um mm -hmm. and as, yeah, as far as like story reason yeah Sorry. Okay. I, I was no, just no, saying the story reasoning was that they've, they've got like upgraded AR, you know, lenses on. They've, they've incorporated into his the tech of his. Oh, uh, it's, his in his, suit, it's in his mask. Whole, like, yeah, and there's like glitching happening through this Craven camouflage like tech stuff. Like he's not like Craven has got some serious tech behind him. He's not just a hunter. He is, yeah. He's quite the engineer. I wish that's more just, engineers wore awesome. fur like he does. I think it would be great if, if like, instead of just like polar fleece vests and like, you know, tech wear or whatever, people just would wear like a big, like a big fur big vest, you know, just a little bit of both. <laughs> just a big pair. Those, those deers never stood a chance. It's yeah. not, it, it's not fair anymore. Um, no, I, I do wonder if you'll be able to turn all that stuff off. But like, obviously, at the end of the day, I'm like, this is a video game, right? And so like, yep. they have to meet that that weird halfway point between like, let's make a, a cinematic product as much as possible and then like let's make something that people know where to go you know yeah, yeah back to back to max's point though i i don't think the 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 web wings uh a traversal system is gonna replace uh like the the feel that you have of just swinging around the city it's a it's a nice feature also for me i don't know if this is probably for you too ben but like it, it's a bit of, it's a bit of a learning curve like get, getting used to that mechanic as as spider-man because like you're not you are you're you're sort of gliding you're you're gliding you're you're flying but it's it feels like it's it's you're really just gliding so it's like there there's a it's a learning curve um i found myself hitting the bodies of water a lot but you can also skid across water which was hmm. pretty cool if you're going at a I certain mean, something, speed it's just i, I feel like it's water. it's it's understated how much those spider-man games are just like really fun zone out like mm -hmm. just swing around games like that the mm -hmm. little thing where you get xp for doing flips and stuff like it's that same i don't know i like 
the sort of the the you know cruise around in in San Andreas or whatever, just just like space out and just move around in a big map. Like Forza Horizon's entire yep. model is that of just being like you're in a big sandbox, go screw around. Like and it feels good enough to move throughout it. And like I'm I'm I guess I'm curious for the people who really who really just want to like I, like one of one of my very good friends would just get very high and would just swing through new york he just swing swing around just you know just chill you can out say my name that. it's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, one of my other friends multiple friends of mine love to just you know do their thing and just zone out and go through you know swing through new york but like i'm i'm interested to see if the if the web wings has the same the same feel to it or like if it's as much fun or if it's kind of if it you know is it a thing you can sort of tune out and just and just do or like or is it are you going to revert back to swinging around that's that's not a thing we can figure out until a bunch of people just get high and do that on their couch for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it does it does feel good just using both, you know. Like I mean, you can yeah. swing and then you you just like you just start gliding. Like it's it's very seamless. It, it feels it feels good just like switching between the two, you know. It's gaining like some momentum. State. You know, you just kind of get in. You yeah. just get in the zone. Yeah. You're just like, oh yeah, I'm just. I don't know. I feel like it's very it's very like dreamy, and you know, you always have dreams where you're flying or falling or whatever, and it's like that's gonna be. That's gonna. That's totally gonna be one of those things where I like I'm playing this game for six hours straight, and then I go to bed, and then I shut my eyes, and I'm just like, I'm swinging again. <laughs> I can see it now. That's how you talk in your dreams. That is how I talk in my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> like a little British, a little British kid lives. I don't know why head. my my internal monologue is just <laughs> Magic this small of flight. child voice. <laughs> um, Spider Man. No, is I mean, back, I, everybody. I, I, <laughs> I I trust Insomniac. I mean, like they 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 made swinging in these games like that's one of the best video game mechanics ever and so like i i trust that they'll knock it out of the park again for the other thing and yeah that was like one of my favorite things to do uh that wasn't me getting high in that in that story i'm a responsible <laughs> father but um no one of my favorite things to do was uh, uh f like swing around new york city and just go in circles and dip through alleyways and all of a sudden you get a call and they'd be like spider-man six guys just keep you know, trying to knock this bookstore over or whatever, and you'd go down there and beat the ever living shit out of them, and then you fly back up. It's funny you almost just described one of the missions that we did, except someone stole like a bunch of music instruments. That's why you that saw. Is that the drum? Oh, yeah, that's the yeah. drum. Okay. Yeah, the drum is very special. You you retrieve the drum and you give it back to to this woman. She's like, oh my goodness, this used to belong to drum and joe or she has like a story about the drum i'm like yeah. it's just a drum drum and joe that's right. the I one that came i'm not i'm not saying like i'm above that but i if i was spider-man i would let that one go i'd be like that's all right you get your own tuba she really know, cared want, about that want, like, drum. super it's villains really to have percussion instruments you get a bunch of those the cops, with maracas and stuff they're even more the annoying. cops should do something you know like the they're they're they make a lot of money in manhattan they should do you know they should do something i think they should get the drums themselves spider-man the rhino got a hold of a ukulele he's super annoying you gotta stop yeah. him <laughs> like spider-man should be like hey i'm gonna fight the 40 foot tall dragon man that's on top of this roof you go down there and you get that oboe all right i mean it, it was funny though that so Miles did that mission with the with the instruments. Meanwhile, you know, Peter's like trying to find Dr. Connors. You know, he's right. like, hey, Miles, you're on your own, yeah. buddy. All right. It was okay, just to explain it a little bit more, uh, it was Miles's mom who said, you know, something's happening over there. You should probably help that that museum. Someone's still in instruments. <laughs> All right, mom, I'll go take care of that. God, and so I... that's that's what happened. He's he takes missions from his mom. 
I okay. used to love when I lived in New York. I was my favorite thing to do was go to the Museum of Musical Instruments. I know those existed. Hey, look, this game is teaching me new things. I didn't know there were you ever museums those, uh, for instruments. Those instrument exhibits where the people get up on a stage and play the instruments. Oh, it's a concert. That's what I'm talking about. It's a, but more yeah. than that, more than that, why are there why are there criminals trying to knock off a, a place where you can get instruments? They want to start a band. They want to start a band. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. We didn't get any solo Mary Jane missions in oh, thank the God. demo at all. 
Thank God. Now, well, whether or not they appear is a different thing, mm -hmm. but uh, we did get one Spider-Bot mission, and I only and the only way it uh, reminded me, uh, talking of instruments, is I remember being in a room with the Spider-Bot as you're, like, going through one of their buildings, and there's, like... Um, a xylophone? Oh, a xylophone. <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. run across the xylophone as the Spider-Bot, and it's like... <laughs> Why are there so many musical instruments in this game? Because the criminals are trying to steal them. I don't know why. That's right. They're all starting their own band in their garage. Uh, it's going to be a hoot. Cra Six Craven's like, I'm Madison getting the band together, Garden. literally. <laughs> all right. So no, I, yeah, I really hope there isn't any Mary Jane sneaking missions, you know, in the in the music museum or any museum. So those, tired of all those these were sneaking like, missions. Oh my god. The uh, like the the pacing would just like come to a screeching halt. I remember going from like some crazy epic mission or open world stuff and all of a sudden it would just hard cut you know you'd hit a button or you'd go through a door and mary jane would be like i have to take pictures of a statue uh-oh guess who's here it's a bad guy and people would just it was like insta fail stealth and i was like that this is not why i bought this game mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> i like to my favorite thing is to forget about those missions and not think mm -hmm. about them but uh hopefully there's, there's none of those uh anyway spider-man is about a month out which is exciting uh big question i have this year is are we going to get another State of Play or Sony Showcase anytime soon? I think it's a fair question. Uh, we put up a big piece on IGN that breaks down every single State of Play slash showcase that Sony has done since they introduced the whole format back in 2019. Uh, and it's you kind of see some interesting patterns or lack thereof. But, you know, we just had our big State of Play for September, which was it big? I don't know. It had some announcements. It wasn't exactly the big, huge thing I was hoping for, but you know, low expectations and disappointment and all that. But in 20, in 2019, we got big, huge ghost of Tsushima reveal. We got dreams. We got the resident evil three remake. That was a pretty huge one. That was kind of how they, one of the ways they kind of kicked this thing off, kind of got it, got it going in 2020, uh, sort of hot on the heels of the, I think it was the, the big proper PS five unveiling. They did. They had a little one, like a little November uh, state of play that was pretty much just like a, a showcase on, or not showcase, a, uh, they were showcasing Demon Souls. They did like a little kind of, here's here's what the game has going for it. And then I think it was out 20 minutes later. In 2021, <laughs> we got like a third party slash indie state of play that was a uh, little devil inside and like bug snacks DLC. And honestly, like not really kind of, kind of so-so. Uh, and then last year following a September state of play, we didn't get anything. And so now I feel like we're kind of like, you know, we saw that show, that state of play and we're like, okay, is that, is that it? Are we going to get more? Are, is Sony mm -hmm. going to come out? Like, what, it, what, do, what do you all think? What are the odds of that? If, if so, what do you think we're going to, we're going to see Brian? Gotta be a blog post. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going blog post. They're going to do one big blog post before the end of the year, maybe a tweet. Wow. I think, yeah, I've, I, I, I don't know. I'm I like, I, 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 I I, I should be here being like, yeah, get hyped, everybody. Get excited. But I don't, I I will believe it when I see it. If they're like, hey, we're doing another one. We're going to show off the PS5 Slim and Ghost of Tushima and all this other stuff. But realistically, I think they're going to do a blog post and they'll be like, hey, here's a, you know, a peripheral. It's out uh, next uh, year and it's $400. Akeem, you think we're going to get any PSVR 2 love anytime soon? Uh, probably not. Um, which is, which is totally, totally fine. You know, I, I, I made the mistake of purchasing it. So, you know, I'm, I'm already, I'm already bought in. Um, but I do think we, we do have another, uh, piece of hardware coming out, the, the PlayStation portal that's coming out this year. I feel mm -hmm. like it would, it would be kind of funny though, if they did, if we did get another big thing and then they, they kind of like led with that, like introducing the, the PlayStation portal, it's, 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 it's out now and you can play your game on the toilet. Uh, which is 
what you've always wanted to do, right? You know? Yeah. Um, always, I, you know, I'm just, hoping yeah. we get something later on this year. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm thinking maybe November. I think towards the end of the year, there's got, there's got to be something more because you know what we saw, what we saw last week was, was just that week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what, week? what more can they show for PlayStation Portal though? Like, it's a very specific device that I you know they've already yeah already selling it they're already you can already pre-order I don't want to know more about it like I don't particularly <laughs> care for it but like it does sort of seem odd that the big reveal we got was a it was it was like it's coming out later this year and it's uh we have a code name for it it's like you could have you could have named it and then revealed it but yeah, sure mm -hmm. whatever and then like the fact that that is supposedly dropping it just seems kind of like it's being sent out to die uh but yeah, I mean, I would also maybe a blog post, but I, I don't know. Yeah, it would be nice to get like a little, uh, I don't know, maybe a look ahead of what's coming in. I, maybe we'll get maybe Next we'll year? get like a deep dive on um, on Final Fantasy Rebirth. I could see that happening. That seems like a mm. like a safe bet. Ben, what do you what do you think we got coming coming down the pipe? I think last time I was on the show, I was like, they're definitely gonna do something big uh, before the end of the year because Christmas is when they sell consoles, and that's what they want. That's 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 the time. And I think maybe some cynicism has crept in between my comments. And now I'm just like, do they even need to? I mean, mm -hmm. when Spider-Man comes out, how, how, what's the length of a runway you need before making the decision to do a, a state of play and actually doing it? Is it a few months? Is it a few weeks? I don't know. Right. Spider-Man blow the doors off. And then they're like, you know what? We can just ride this out. This is selling enough consoles. We don't need to put any money on announcing anything else. Or maybe it comes out and people are like, yeah, it's pretty good. And they're like, let's, let's drum up some more buzz. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. And so it just leaves me as, you know, I'm going to go, yes, they're going to do one because <laughs> why not have one of us say it? They're sure, absolutely yeah. going to do one. And Get hyped, everybody. doing this. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's happening. No, you're right. They're, they're selling every single console they make. And Spider-Man is going to be, Spider-Man is going to be insane like in terms of sales, like that, that yep, is going to yep. go absolutely bonkers. And that's gonna be one of those games that is going to be in the top sellers for a very, very, very long time. So like, they're, they're good. And you know, like, uh, if, if, if it wasn't for Spider-Man, I would be a little cross with them right now. Cause I'd be like, what's going on? What, this isn't enough. I need more, but like this, they're putting this massive new game out. It's out in a month. It's, you know, uh, current gen exclusive. It's not held back by those consoles from 2013 anymore. Mm. And yeah, I'm good. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a happy camper with this game. You know, I would like to know more for next year, but this is, you know, this is a good way to close off the year, I think. Huh. Yeah. Well, one game that is a sort of a PS5 console exclusive, not not really f on purpose by by anyone is Baldur's Gate 3, which a lot of people are playing. Uh it's I'm I'm playing it right now. I love this game so much. I'm I it, it is <clears throat> it is hovering around game of the year level for me, which I was not expecting. Uh I thought I'd be into it, but like it is an just an immensely fun, satisfying game. Uh I also from a from 10 miles away, I did not expect it to be a fun co-op experience, but it is. And I actually, I did a very corny thing with my wife. We went on a Baldur's date and I, I figured I could do a little show and tell here. I, I sent her, I sent her a, a, a whimsical Renaissance style text message. I made this stupid Photoshop that says, Willst thou go on a Baldur's date with me? Featuring erotic cheeses and sensual wines and what does that say stupid costumes and uh pretend kissing and then i, I wrote a i wrote a little a little a little text i sent this with the um 
the invisible ink effect so it looked like a wizard sent it and she had to like you know scrub it to like reveal it or whatever but i i wrote hark and forsooth fair maiden this friday's eve wouldst thou don gay raiment and sop on cured hams and elegant cheeses while house scoville casts its collective gaze upon a talking picture most suitable for poppets then once the babe slumbers embark upon a magical journey in a phantasmagoric realm conjured forth by mathematicians artisans and demonry Pray send word by sundown, milady. And uh, shockingly, my wife said that yes, she would play video games with me. But um, <laughs> yeah, we did. Like, I made like a whole thing out. We put on. We uh, I made like little little Renaissance plates. Like I made like a whole little cheese platter. I got little sausages. There's oh, so many. Awesome. There's so many sausages in that game, and you can actually use them as weapons if you want. You can hit people in the face with sausages. That's a I'm thing. I'm glad you peeled the skin off the sausages. A lot of people forget to do. It's that, horrible. I don't want to eat that. I don't want to eat that halfway. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's weird the way you did it, but I'm to start. <laughs> <laughs> where i could eat that whole salami in one sitting um but yeah then i made like little 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 fancy leek tarts little re put little you know herb twists on them uh and we put on uh we put on stupid costumes we just kind of like dug through our wardrobe and like oh let's put i'll put on i put on like suspenders and like roll my pants legs up so i just look like a nine foot tall hobbit and my wife was like all right whatever let's do this um we threw on a like sword in the stone for my kid and she was like this is a surprisingly boring disney movie and she was correct um but then we got you into look the game. Like, we, we you look the like game. a guy that would die in a chimney <laughs> <laughs> more so than usual yeah um but no so and then we jumped into the game which is really the, the whole point of this but like uh the co-op in that game is so, so smart and so easy. And I highly encourage anybody who, who wants to just like screw around with it to do it because you basically like you can have your file going, like you can have your, you know, your, your game set up. You literally turn on a second controller, the screen splits in half. And then one side of it is just a character creation screen and that's it. And so basically the other person, player two, creates an additional character in the game that's already running and they can't make any story decisions, but they can like go in combat. They can wander off and do their own thing on their own. They can go start fights. They can pickpocket. They can steal uh, apples and cheese from uh, orphans' pockets. I did that, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I'm a, a jerk. Um, but it's just like it's a remarkably like, I guess, especially compared to the more recent things I've caught, which is like Elden Ring, which you have to like yep. eat a dead guy's finger or ring a bell or whatever. And like in this right. case, you just turn on a controller and it's like bloop. And like it is a, a technical wizardry that like this game is basically running running twice pretty much, uh, and it's it, when you come into like a story conversation, you basically like you can just sort of go from split screen to full screen and see what the whole thing is going on. Um, but it's just like it it was a super like fun and painless, and I was totally expecting it to be like one of those dumb headaches where we're like, oh, we're having like a fun video game date night, and it just like winds up being a total pain in the ass. Um, ironically, it was sort of a pain in the ass for like analog date night reasons where my 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 wife made a whole character uh got through like the first you know the whole opening tutorial area of the game she gets into a cutscene and she goes oh i hate my face tattoos i think i want to change them and i'm like are you serious we're like we can't get out the door because you got to fix your makeup and so she's <laughs> she goes back to the the reroll screen rerolls the whole character and like because my character was created in in that character's game i had to like speed run making a, a you know a, a gnomish bard named lemmy who looked like the dude from motorhead and i was just like you know flipping through all the you know hair options or whatever and she gets into a cutscene with the second one she's like oh wow i hate the haircut of this one i'm just gonna re-roll the re reload the first one i was like Argh! so i'm just like you're just 
okay whatever well once we got into it, it was super fun and it's hilarious because like we totally we totally play games differently like she's very much like she wants to make the good choices she doesn't want to make anyone mad and i'm like i'm gonna steal cheese and apples from orphans i'm gonna uh at one point she got mad at me and i just took off my clothes and started playing an instrument like in the game not in not in real okay life. But you, you can just <laughs> you can just drop trow and just start like playing the flute or whatever and also if you want to do a double a double Baldur's Day, you could do that where like two people can play locally and I I believe just do co-op with two other people playing elsewhere. And so we're we're going to try to um sort of, you know, squat up with another par party down or whatever you call it. And uh this game is just so much fun. It is like so stupidly just it if if you can conceive of doing something, you could possibly do it. Like there's a lot of like very weird scenarios you might wind up in like um, my wife got, she like jumped down in like a mine shaft the other day and like was stuck and she like couldn't figure out how to get out. And so what she wound up doing was she just made all of her party members just go home, go back to camp. And then she turned into a bird and flew away because <laughs> that's a thing that she could do as a druid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I, I'm, I'm just enamored with this game. Like it's so much fun. Uh, I think the last time like the last time my wife and I were like this much in the same game. Well, I was probably just actually Zelda earlier this year, but it's, I don't know. It was cool to be on, on the same wavelength with that. And I highly recommend that for anybody who wants to look, it could also, it doesn't have to be a date. It could be a, a friendship adventure. Yeah. And, Cause and I, was, I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, Max, I think the key to, to what you did, the, the key to success is already being partnered up because I tried the same thing. I sent a similar text to this, this person I, I've been seeing and, and they Ooh. said you're weird and they blocked me. <laughs> I thought you meant like so. uh like having uh this the accounts on the same PS5, but you meant like No, like, I mean like, like I tried legally... to set up a Baldur's date. Yeah. yeah, I tried to set up one. I sent Will I know this is second date, date number thrice, or whatever I said. I said date number mm -hmm. thrice, shalt thy go out with me. Yeah. And she said, No, you're weird, and you didn't use you didn't say any of that old english properly yeah it well, is it is every a every date is a to... balder's date when you're married to this guy <laughs> <laughs> brian pointed at himself for the listeners in case yeah, you're wondering you're listening at home brian does not have a lot of hair on his head that's right he likes to make balder's bring that up all the jokes <laughs> but no i don't this no this game is is phenomenal i'm i'm dying to play more of it um ben you've been playing a bunch of mortal kombat can you tell us about mortal kombat yeah, I've been playing uh, quite a bit, but it's all basically on one mode. Because whenever I get into any of these fighting games, I want to know, what's the story? <laughs> That's the most important part. Why are these people me. hitting I mean, each other? I'm not going to just hit somebody unless I know their backstory. Uh, and so I'm, I'm working my way through. I haven't finished it yet, um, but I'm working my way through uh, Mortal Kombat 1 story mode. And it is as delightful as any well-done B-grade action film. It, it, it looks fantastic on, on the PS5. It, it plays so smooth. They've done so many smart choices with the actual fighting. I love being able to do the fatal blows. I, you know, we all love a bit of violence. And, and I love that Mortal Kombat is the most of the violences in any of the fighting games. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, for people who haven't played the series before, or maybe not into fighting games, but love a bit of action movies, I think this is right in their wheelhouse. Um, but one thing that I was a little, 
I'm not disappointed, but I, I found it curious. Is this is not like a full reboot? They they reference you know the previous games yep. and having some knowledge of those games will definitely benefit you so when they were going mortal kombat 1 this is not you know a complete re reboot of this franchise um it's a yeah it's a reboot of the of the this universe uh because I, I remember in, in mortal kombat 11 there was like a there was like a reboot of the entire universe and they were like trying to reconstruct this the the universe so this is kind of like it's not like a reboot of the entire it's kind of like it's a it's a yeah. continuation of of the franchise honestly yeah because i mean uh, yeah if you if you play if you are a fan of mortal kombat and you did play 11 you finished that story mode you you know you find out there is you know chronica and she the timelines and all this other stuff so this is a rebooting of that timeline mm -hmm. um and Liu kang plays the timekeeper in this timeline and how he's kind of trying to create the peace this peace this continued peace and how and all the conflicts he runs into um that i it is curious that when you're going through the story mode that you're not given a great introduction to the fighting skills of each character each chapter will kind of drop you in the shoes for a few fights of a, of a new character along the story but then i found myself I, I i had to stop i had to hit the pause go okay what is this character's moveset there's no necessarily intuitive way of picking up um what this character does particularly well without stopping and kind of figuring it out for yourself but i mean if you don't if you're not into fighting games necessarily and you're not that passionate about the intricacies you can butt button mash your way through and it's still a glorious good time nice what's the what's the best fatality you've seen so far um oof. So you have to describe it because we learned something and that's that the fatalities, I don't believe have official titles. Uh, and we, we found this out awkwardly because I guess like the IGN, like guides department was writing, you know, how to do the fatalities, the guides to do them. And they just kind of, they were like, well, we don't, we don't, they don't, they don't have like a, you know, they don't say like the name of the fatality. You kind of have to just describe it or whatever. And they did that. And then I think some other outlets who shall remain nameless uh, use those same made up titles in their guides, which is a little, oh, oh my. But it is really funny to me that it's like, you have to sound like a third grader when you talk about a fatality. Like you have to be like, you know, the one where it's like, it's like friends episode titles. It's like the one where Johnny Cage, like, you know, does a, uh, kicks your head off and it goes into space and he puts on sunglasses and then gets a pile of a million dollars or whatever. And it's like, it, it sounds stupid, but it's, it, it, it is stupid. It's Mortal Kombat. The fatalities are wonderful. They're completely over the top. Well, the one thing I would say against the story mode is I haven't actually done a single fatality <laughs> because I never get to I never get to a screen that says finish him. There's never that oh, moment. It's either yeah. you knock him down in the story and the story keeps on going. Mm. You get the fatal blow. Now that is something you can use um, if your health is down enough, but that doesn't always pop up in the story mode. It's depending on who you're fighting, whether you, you're just trying to get past them and kind of subdue them, or you want to actually kick their butt. But, um, I, I'm, that's bizarre. And I'm only realizing right now how weird is it? I haven't done a single fatality in the story mode. That's odd. Um, yeah. I mean, it makes, it makes even, sense because it does, it does also... <laughs> Like, even if you're messing with multiverses, it does kind of break the narrative a little bit to just completely eviscerate somebody and then, you know, maybe have them in the next scene. Like, it's sort of, you kind of, you have to do some like, yeah. messed up stuff. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah. 
swinging somebody around by Especially their own intestines. You know, the line before is like, I really don't want to hurt you. And then you proceed to hurt them real bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, the one what we're looking just, at. We're looking at yeah. uh, one of the characters was basically hung by their intestines. And then four zombie people came in and did that like a uh, quartering thing where they used to do with horses on, on bad people or whatever, where they yanked their limbs in every direction. Just awful. Awful. Yeah. Stuff. I love it. Just beautiful, <laughs> awful stuff. They brought back one of my favorites, which is the one where I think, what is it, like Cyrax comes out and his chest opens up and he just shoots these balls everywhere and then they blow up and then it zooms out and you see the earth also blows up. That's yeah. just like... The, like IGN what, what tweeted out like the, the side-by-side of like the original one in the 90s where like the, it, the earth is just like a sprite and it just blows out to, to the new one now. And it's just, it's so funny that he, Cyrax just brings like a backpack full of exploding balls. It's so good. I mean, what a sacrifice too. You just, you just blow up the earth. Yeah. You're just trying to kill one person. What are you doing? Like, like your fatality the entire place. It's also just like, it's, I, I feel like it's as far as, uh, I don't know, choreography goes, it's doesn't, you don't really do much. It's just like, and then the earth blew up the end. It, like, I always say like, you know, there, there are those Pokemon that were invented at like four o'clock on a Friday, like Voltorb, where it's just a ball with eyes and you're like, wow, you guys really didn't do kill yourselves to make that. And this one is like, they were yep. like, all right, you got to write one more fatality. You can call it a call it quits for the weekend. They're like, uh, yeah, he shoots bombs out. The world, the world blows up. Can we go to the bar? <laughs> this is like, leave. Let's get out of here. No, I'm, I'm into that. Um, have you have you run into Van Damme yet? Like, has he is he? How does Van? How does Jean so Claude? Threatening. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Jean Claude no, Van? Do Damme? you have bed bugs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, Van Damme uh, hasn't made an appearance in the story mode. I know the skin is sitting there. I have seen it, and his, it's. I think it's his uh, get up from like Bloodsport with those mm-hmm. short shorts from the classic eighty short shorts. Uh, but no, I have that skin. Uh, I think I ooh, tinkering around. I actually was like, okay, equip that skin. It doesn't port into the okay. story mode that I. So like, I, I, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize going into this that like it is. You know, it is. It is toying with like multiverses and stuff, and like messing around with like you know, the same stuff that's been explored in like, you know, Spider-Man and Loki and uh, all this other stuff. But like, you know, the, the, the flash, like every, everything is doing multiverses, but like, I remember initially being like, Oh, they got Van Damme in mortal Kombat. Like that sort of just feels like kind of, you know, it's, it's DLC. Like it's a goofy little, you know, cash in type of thing. But now I'm like wondering, do they go to a timeline where, where Van Damme was Johnny Cage? Because like, that's not, too far-fetched you know like that's kind of actually makes sense like if, if they figure out a canonical way to have van damme in mortal Kombat, okay sure i mean we yeah we have like alligator loki you know i'm okay fine do it i'm into it <laughs> i hadn't seen that yeah yet. that sounds I've, great i've been i've been yeah I, that would be perfect but no i haven't i haven't come across that just yet yeah i'm i'm really I'm, they have a really fun uh cameo system um cameo with a k because that's how they roll. Uh, where it's if you know, depending on which character you use, you can actually use a different character, really compliment who just you press R one and they'll just they'll just pop in to deliver their punch. Whether you need somebody who can deliver something up on high to kind of break their block, that's really fun. I like pairing those. Although in the story mode, you you don't get to choose who you're given, and you know sub uh, sub zero, you know he doesn't even get a character. He just gets an elemental, like an ice elemental. Who just pops up? Um, but you know, it, it 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 it's 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 a great little system. You know, to kind of differentiate it from the other game. I think that's cool. And yeah, like so- they, NetherRealm's really good about like having a 
sort of strong fundamental like the fighting game is at its core it is it is not they're not reinventing the wheel it's a fighting game but then sort of sprinkling in these other little elements like injustice had the environmental attacks which it's you know it's like a situational special move that you know it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't break the game like it's just part it's just you know it's part of it's part of the game but it you know if you if you want to not do it you can go ahead and not do that like mortal kombat what like 10 introduced the the x-ray moves which are just you know they're just especially stylized special moves or whatever and like in, in this one i'm i'm really curious to try it out i haven't actually you know taken it for a spin but i love i love like the early reveal where it's just like original 90s sonya blade just like running full sprint and then like punching someone in the face and then running back and i'm like this is it, it's like i definitely the least like from what i've seen kind of the least sexy of of you know their sort of little you know additional like it's you look at like x-ray moves and it's like and like someone's rib cage explodes and then you look at this and it's like like Kano has to just like hoof it out on the on the <laughs> under the level, just, kick someone yeah. in the head. Uh, do they I think have... it's it's so funny that they kept the K thing going all these years for all these other words. Like <laughs> it's such a funny bit because like the whole reason it existed to begin with, I think, was because like they were having trouble copywriting with with a C, the original title, and went with a K and got it through, and then we're just like, hey, that's awesome. Let's let's keep that going. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that they they ran into uh legal issues calling something a cameo with a k because that's like a that's a rare game like i wonder uh, if they i i feel like if if there's a lawyer working at rare protecting that game he's the least busy person on planet earth like that's <laughs> that game got one it got one I mean, that series got one game like 20 years ago and most of us try to forget it existed. Well, so. good. I'm, 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 glad, good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad they got the cameo fighters in there. Yeah, that's right. No I'll, I'll talk smack on an Xbox exclusive on a PlayStation <laughs> podcast. I don't care. Cameo, you suck. Hey, so uh, speaking of, um, this oh. is, I don't know how we're like, I, we should probably bring it up. Uh, basically, Xbox's next five years leaked. Uh, there were a bunch of documents attached to a thing in this, you know, the FC, FTC emails and whatnot. And uh it's it doesn't re i mean it doesn't have a huge amount of bearing on what sony's doing I'm, I'm sure they're taking notes and paying attention but aside from phil spencer's unfiltered uh thoughts on the ps5 being like xbox is better our, our thing is is better which is that's fair he works there He's, he should be you know go team xbox that's his job uh but like it also you know it, it basically revealed that the next console generation is going to kick off in 2028 which is i don't know mark mark your calendars plan accordingly and then Next year, it looks like we're going to be getting a uh, a you know mid console cycle upgrade, whatever you call it. Uh, yeah. There's a an Xbox that looks like a, an Amazon Alexa, uh, an Amazon Alexa box, as it were. Um, yeah, I mean, we're probably going to get a little play, a PlayStation Slim with a detachable disc drive, maybe based on what we've seen. We, there was that dude who like leaked a clip of him holding a little console, Still which is what that. I think is going to be in the in the blog post. You think that's going to be the blog post? Yeah. It's just like we made a. I know I do. A... I I I think the okay. PS Slim is going to be in the blog post. That's that's the going to be the big. It's going to be reveal that PS day. PS Slim pickings for topics on this podcast. That's for, for get damn, your for web browser certain. ready because yeah, <laughs> hot blog post coming down. Head over to PlayStation.blog. <laughs> it's the website. Update for... Chrome. Update Firefox. Whatever you're using, Safari. Up. Get those ready because that blog post is going to be a scorcher. <laughs> yeah. Get, um, your, get your bings ready. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, no, I think so it's the the 2028 thing um is interesting cuz uh this console generation started in 2020 and um 
uh, obviously was off to a weird slow start because of the pandemic and supply constraints and stuff like that. Uh, eight years feels, you know, just about right. I think like the, the last one was about, well, there's, it's, it's hard to say because there's always that last two or three years where like there's some cross-gen stuff and then there's like seven years where Just Dance and Madden still keep coming to a system long after it's been killed or traded in. Um, but yeah, I think eight years feels like a good a good place to be. Right? Like my my question is sort of like, I, I don't know if we've ne necessarily seen anything that like requires a mid-generation hardware refresh just yet. You know, like games aren't necessarily struggling, right? Like you guys, you guys played Spider-Man for several hours. Like, were you sitting there being like, oh man, this PS5 just really can't hold up. Can't, can't do it. Got to get a tougher console out there. So like, I don't know, it's, it's, it is interesting, but it's also a good lesson to be careful of your email attachments, I guess, and not yeah. put <laughs> eight years worth of uh, hardware and software plans into a PDF. Well, it's, it's a, it is kind of a nice vote of confidence for anybody who just jumped on a PS5 and is worried that they're going to get, you know, left out in the cold anytime soon. You got, you know, yeah. you got five years. Uh, and even then there's going to be, there's undoubtedly going to be some, you know, some cross cross gen type of stuff, but it's, yeah, it's, I don't know, sort of weird for one company to have to show its entire hand while the other is like, what will they post on their blog in the next mm -hmm. three months? Who's to say? <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, I mean, they didn't show their hand on purpose. I guess that's the only thing. But, no, no. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that in 2028, like the PS6 launch games will, you know, there'll probably be one or two of them that run on your PS5. Like Ragnarok came to PS5, you know, that wasn't a launch game, but it was, it was there early on. Like right now they're actually isn't a ton of like specifically PS5 exclusive first party stuff. You know, we've got Spider-Man and Demon's Souls, and, uh, Returnal and stuff like that, um, that didn't come to last gen, but a bunch of those games were cross gen for a while. And I think as long as, uh, they're, they're able to ship consoles in 2028, then yeah, you know, you'll, you'll see some stuff that's like kind of bridging the gap a little bit. I think the big thing this time around was like, no one could buy a PS5. And so the the, mm -hmm. the install base was was puny comparatively. And why would you spend five years working on a game and just putting it out for five, 10 million people when you can put it out for 150 million, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll see. It's a interesting, it's very interesting to wake up and just see renders of the next Xbox and their next controller and that they're doing uh, gyro controls and stuff like that. Like it's, yeah, it's it's just very odd to see all that laid Did out. You said gyro? Table. Giro? It's hero, heroes. Heroes. Yeah. yeah it's a he heroes. heroes controls. Mm -hmm. It's got tzatziki <laughs> sauce on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, this is, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing to look at. I feel like it's just between that and GTA 6, it's kind of odd to just be like, well, here are massive, massive things that are happening sometime in the future. Like, well, I guess we'll just kind of, we'll sit here and, and wait until it happens. But like, you know, ultimately there's not, yeah, you look at, you know, current gen games, you know, current gen being PS5, whatever it, where, where does it go? You know, like that, that thing is supposedly what 8, 8k compliant or something. Like there's a little yeah. 8k symbol on the box. Right. I don't need 8k. Like I can't. No one does. Yeah. We don't even have 8k televisions in, nope. in people's houses yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. not yet. I don't know when that'll ever happen. No, I don't. I don't want. I. I want. I don't know. I want <laughs> better, smaller games. Like I, I feel like the problem is this sort of this war of escalation where everything has to be like, you know, photorealistic, open world games as a yeah. service, and it's just it collapses under its own weight. And it's like, I don't know, like scope things, scope things more. So they're realistically. So they're saying that they're saying like twenty twenty eight is when we're gonna get like new 
potentially next gen consoles is that is that what what's yeah basically i mean it's, it's sony's yeah. either going to come a year ahead or a year after or the same year but somewhere around yeah. there yeah so it's i don't yeah do, do you all think it's more so just to keep you know keep up uh to pace with like what's happening with like you know pc graphics cards like it seems like we we get a new one you know each and every year that's what it seems like you know we got the 28 we got the 30 90 we got like all of these different advancements so it could just be like trying to just keep pace with you know uh pc gaming yeah, I think that's part of it. I think it's also like, you know, consoles are an incredibly lucrative business for these companies. And so it's it's in their interest to refresh them frequently, launch new ones frequently. Like if you look at what like, the, you know, I, I, iPhone's doing basically like what Apple does is, you know, they're like every year there's a, a slight refresh and every four or five years, maybe people jump on board and get a new one. Some people get mm -hmm. it every other year, whatever it is. But with consoles, it's weird because we're trained to buy these things like once every seven or eight years and then just hold on to them for a very long time. Sometimes some people go nine, 10 years without buying new ones. And so, yeah, it is. I think that's part of it. Like, I don't know, like if they're being drastically held back technically by what they're proposing right now like i don't know how many developers working on playstation games are going like like i said before like they're going this is not good enough we need to get stronger but yeah i think i think it's a little bit of what you said and a little bit of just like it's good to get excitement from the consumers to get a new box uh, out you know out by christmas or whatever um yeah what's what's weird to me is that like the the console generations are like kind of forever borked because of the wii u like the wii u failed so hard that nintendo pulled the plug on it and launched the switch, which like rumors state that we'll probably get switch Two next year, which means switch Two gets like a four year jump on the install base of the PlayStation six and the Xbox Z or whatever dumb <laughs> thing they call it. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just, it's like the, you know, the, the pacing is all, is all funny and off to me, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Like I, like we still haven't seen what the mid generation refreshes look like. If those are, if those are just going to be cosmetic or like just smaller, or if it's going to be like a PS4 pro where we get like a, a proper, like playing games in a PS4 pro, like properly felt like you were playing something more powerful than the base PS4 you got at launch. Yeah. I mean, you got a bigger so, hard drive and a bump to 4k or HDR. Yep. Like it was like, that was sort of sizable differences. Like that was substantial. Like this, in this case, like I, you know, and I try to be sort of forward thinking and there's definitely smarter people than me in a room somewhere figuring out what next. But like just as somebody who, you know, occasionally likes to throw a few hundred bucks at a, at a new video game system, I'm trying to think what would actually make me do it uh, mm -hmm. in terms of like technology. You know, like I think it has to, you know, and again, like, we're, you know, to be like, oh, the future is VR. or The future is like a portable thing. I, I feel like you're going to reach a point where cloud gaming is going to be so ubiquitous and like the like you know apple just dropped you can have games on your on your phone that's pretty wild what happens if you i don't know airplay resident evil from your phone to your tv is that a thing you can do is that a thing you can do in five years uh because if it goes from like oh you buy a controller and you pair it with your tv and you play games through that what are you buying a 500 hundred dollar machine for you know like if if you can you know cut out the middleman so to speak and like it's funny because sony's sort of doing the exact opposite with the 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 project key or the the portal or whatever where it's mm -hmm. like you're you're buying a new thing to do a thing your phone can do already and it's you know their job is to sell some hardware or sell some technology but it's it's just kind of i don't know they're it's selling, kind of baffling. yeah they're selling the like the dual sense form factor on that like that's the that's the key there is that it's it's yeah. like i have a backbone controller and it's awesome and it's great i can slap it on my phone if i take the case off which is kind of annoying but now it won't work because the new phones have USB-C. my thing is it's a pain in the ass but like this yeah. thing specifically is like you know, uh, the project Q or whatever is, uh, 
like it's got all the functionality of a dual sense, right? Like it's got the uh, heroes controls, it's got the you know touch screen stuff and all that, you know, it lights yeah. up. Um, so yeah, I, but it is interesting because it's like Sony still wants to sell consoles. Like everything that they're selling right now is additive to the base console experience, which is like you want to you want to do VR, cool, you need a PS5. You want a handheld, cool, you need a PS5. Um, whereas Xbox is kind of like. You want to hey, handle? We don't care you got where tutorials you... in our games. You got to you got to learn yeah. how to play the game. It's too easy. You got baby mode. You got to handle their, it right there. Their whole thing is like play games, play our games anywhere you want. Play, you know, we don't really care if you buy a console or if you play it on your phone or a PC. Like, you know, it, as long as you buy the game or you pay the subscription, and like they're getting trounced in console sales, and you know, PlayStation's selling a lot more than them. Nintendo's selling a lot more than them. Do they care ultimately? Are they playing a different long game? Is that going to pan out in a smarter way? Who knows, right? Like that's that's what they're banking on right now. And Sony's not really doing that. They're still kind of sticking by the traditional business model of selling consoles and it's working incredibly well for them. So yeah, we'll see. Like it's, it is a, you know, I don't know if it's a tortoise and hare thing and which is which, but they are definitely competing in, in slightly different ways right now. It's weird, right? Yeah. And they're both, you know, they're, they're both falling back into the heritage of their, their, their corporations, you know, we've got, a, mm -hmm. we've got a software company and we have an electronics company and yep. they are doing what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, that PlayStation portal, Ooh, is it irrelevant, but oh, are they going to try and sell a lot of them? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to see it in a store and be like, whoa, the Vita is back. And, you know, <laughs> it sort of is, if you imagine it. Well, the funny can thing is, update I, could, my Vita? I, I think we yeah. can do that, right? Can't, couldn't we? Yeah. Just like saw yeah. in half a DualSense controller and just like a exactly. side. <laughs> Somebody's I mean, that's what I did with, totally I, with my extra probably. iPhone. Like, this is just oh. an extra iPhone. I just created tape? my own. No, it's not. It's a, it's a. <laughs> It's a the PlayStation Portal. It's what is that? What did he do? What is Akeem is holding up here. a thing. You got where did what you? What is that controller? Did you cut a controller in half? <laughs> the PlayStation. It's a foam pad. It's like a. It's, it's a, just, yeah. It's like it, made out of foam. Wait, is that you tape? have a foam dual sense that you cut in half and tape? Yeah, to your... well, I I broke it in half with my hand. I was so angry with my PSVR two one day, and so I just squeezed it, and it just. Wait, you, you were so angry with PSR2 that you broke a fake controller that you weren't using <laughs> while playing. Yes. We're like, this show's almost done today, and you you just drop all this crap right on us right at the end. We have all these <laughs> Look, I have a lot of these. I get angry a lot, and I just I was like, hey, I can create my own PlayStation portal. Let me just, I have an extra iPhone uh -huh. I found underneath my couch. Right, give us a demo. Turn it on. Show us how it works. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> what you do is... Oh, the phone's dead. I mean, the, the yeah, portal's dead. It. It's, it's got to be. Well, that's that classic dual sense battery life right there. Actually, my, my dad got this for me. I was like, Dad, I really want the PlayStation portal. Can we pre-order it? He said we have it at home. So <laughs> this is the at-home version of the PlayStation portal. What is, I, right, well, I, if no, you like, want to save a couple what, hundred bucks. What, yeah. what is the, what is the control? Is the controller like a toy controller you cut in half? Yeah. Yeah. It's a foam pet. Yeah, oh, like it's just a, an, it's a foam like stress ball. Like a stress ball. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I got stressed out one day, and I again I squeezed it in half. I didn't cut it. Did they seriously make one that's like a third of the size of a dual? Like it's like almost the right size. It just yeah. looks odd. That's a very. Little I came. One. I think if you're if you're ripping stress balls in half, what you need is therapy. You should try <laughs> like, yeah. eating the stress balls. I don't want to rip my therapist in half. I, I have <laughs> anger issues. Are you kidding me? Finish him. All right. Well, there it is. Uh. That's about all the time we have for today. Uh, I didn't really expect it to go that direction at the end there, but it did. Uh, gentlemen, where can people find you? Brian? 
Uh, I'm on Twitter at Agent Bizzle. So go check that out or follow me on Instagram, whatever you want to do. Akeem? I create some weird content on YouTube. Just follow me everywhere at Geek Heavy. You just launched a new YouTube channel, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. It's called Think Heavy. Think Heavy. That's what yeah. my therapist tells me not to do. Uh, ben, where can, people, them in half. where can people catch what you're up to? <laughs> Well, you can always check out IGN socials. You'll always see me up on there doing all kinds of fun stuff. But if you want to follow me, it's Benny Watts everywhere. Nice. Well, thank you all so much. And on that note, beyond. 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 Hi, I'm S.E., one of the hosts of Bitches on Comics, the most welcoming place for LGBTQ plus folks and women to chat comics, fiction, and pop culture. Bitches are both wanted and encouraged on our podcast. We speak with amazing guests about the media they've created, critiqued, and loved. And you don't have to just take our word for the great time we're having over here. We've been named a Best Comic Book Podcast by several publications, including Book Riot, The Mary Sue, and Comic Book Herald. So tune in and listen to us talk with your faves like Carmen Maria Machado, Amy Chu, Mari Naomi, Anthony Oliveira, and many, many others. Our whole goal is to include more folks in the comic book and pop culture world and to help new readers find comics and speculative books they'll love, with no shade for being new. You can find Bitches on Comics wherever you get your podcasts, and you can learn more at bitchesoncomics.com. <laughs>